0: Uh, listen, I'd like to start off, obviously, by offering you know, our thoughts and prayers to Coach Coughlin and his wife, Judy. Um, it's something that, you know, there's a number of people who knew at an earlier pace. It's obviously not our job to speak for anybody else. Um, look, what Coach Coughlin's done for the organization, for his players, obviously speaks volume. Uh, you know he's even taken it further with those dearest to him and his wife. Um, so anything we do to support the family, as he supported the organization, we always will. Um, I'll say that. And, obviously, Coach Coughlin has been great for me personally. So anything he ever needs from me, will be here for him. Uh, that being said, you know, our focus today is a team has come up here and competing against a quality opponent. Uh, the series of practices both today and tomorrow will be very geared towards situations. Situation meaning third down, red area, two-minute. We'll work some specific drills and setups to make sure we really work some techniques on both sides of the ball, offense and defense for both us and the Patriots you know, to help us, you know, address some issues or some areas that maybe we hadn't had enough work on in camp, basically the opponents we worked against or things that haven't specifically come up in the preseason games as of yet. So we're going to structure this working together. Uh, the pace of the practice will be working tempo. We're going to work together. We're going to stay up, stay off the ground. There's no cutting, not looking to go ahead and live tackling, pointing these drills. There's going to be guys on both teams at different points in practice wearing red jerseys. We would treat any player with a red jersey the same as we would treat a quarterback, punter, kicker, whatever it is. We're going to stay off them. It's going to be a non-contact portion. So that being said, I'll open up to any questions. Yeah. Who will be wearing red for you guys? Though? So when Saquon's here tomorrow, he'll be in a red jersey. As of right now, it's the only one we have. We're going to remove Kyle Rudolph off PUP. He's going to work mostly individual today, ramping up as soon as we can get him into team drills. I don't foresee that being these next two days, Paul. But as soon as we can get him involved with more team drills and build him up to where he's going to be, we'll go ahead and do that in time matter. The Saquon issue is something that came up very last minute. This is something personal. It has nothing to do with football. There's something he communicated with me last week. Um, there's certain instances that I'll always work with a player on. Uh, I'll let him speak for himself in terms of what it is. I'm not going to go ahead and air his business. You got that down from Pat? Cool, yeah. thanks. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and speak on behalf of Saquon about his business. I'll let him address it if he feels like it. Um, but he'll join us tonight in the hotel and be with us on the field tomorrow. But not health or COVID related? Has nothing to do with health, nothing to do with COVID. Joe, so how, many, how many real hits does his leg have to take or does he have to take prior to week one for you to say he's ready Pat, I don't have a specific answer on that number for me. You know, I'm relying a lot on the medical team right here. We've had lengthy meetings. We sat down the other day and talked for about an hour specifically on Saquon, the plan for this week, and then going forward. Obviously, we're all looking in terms of what does the short-term picture like in terms of the start of the season? What's the long-term picture look like based on if we rush him back or if we take our time and where he's right at? So we'll put him in the red jersey. The most important part is for him to get out here and get football movement, you know, reaction on movement against an opponent. He hasn't seen seven on seven yet. He hasn't seen 11 on 11 yet. These things we have to build up with him. Uh, We've talked with the other coaching staff, as they have with us, about their players. We're going to work together on this and make sure that both teams can operate to make progress this week and improve and be safe at the same time. How much do you believe his leg does have to take a hit, or do you believe his leg does have to take a hit? I think every player, every player, Jordan, has to have physical contact and experience the hits they're going to take in a game before it becomes live, full speed, in regular season. And the reality of nature is the speed of the game increases from preseason and regular season to postseason. That's just what happens. For us to put a player on the field, without preparing him either through practice or preseason games, without contact, we're putting that player in danger and a disservice. I know a lot of people want to put their head in a a box and pretend it doesn't exist, doesn't happen. The reality is when you go out there in Denver, Washington, Atlanta, that's a lot of bullets now. They're flying around they're trying to hit our players as hard as they can as we are to them, you know, make good form tackles and end the play. So the best thing you can do for your players is prepare them for what they're going to see by putting them in controlled situations, experience the technique, let your body get used to the contact and the collisions that are going to happen in a game and then build on that as it goes to more 11-on-11 situations. So I don't have a number of hits. Pat, to go back to the original question, Jordan, for you in terms of is it necessary? I would absolutely say that contact of some form is absolutely necessary. Now, we'll decide what kind of contact it is and what kind of control drill we're going to put him in before we put him in 11-on-11 and what we allow him to do. But before I put him out there in live contact and just say, you know, Godspeed, we're going to make sure this guy's prepared because my number one priority is his health. Before anything else, it's the health of the player before we get on to anything else. What's the plan for Kadarius and Kenny today? So they're both going to stay with the trainers today, ramp up. We'll see what they are for tomorrow. They're more day-by-day day at this point. What about uh, Nate Solder? So Nate will be limited in practice today. You'll see him do some things. He'll definitely be continue with doing the individual, the group. He'll do a little bit against the Patriots and some team drills. Uh, really, it's going to be kind of based on ramping them back up from missing some time right now. Joe, after um, you felt that Daniel got good work yes. last week in Berea, right? Yes. What do you look for him to maybe advance that work in these two days here? Yeah, I think he's got to keep taking steps every day he gets on the field. And it's going to be great because it's different schemes, different opponents, uh, different techniques than what he saw last week. That, that's the benefit of these practices. you know. Now, there's going to be some similarities what he sees in our practices, but it's not carbon copy. You know, Pat obviously worked in this system. There's things he's taken with this to build his own system. There's things that are very different in terms of the techniques we play, the checks, the adjustments, whatever it may be. So while there may be some similarities, it's a different defense for Daniel to see. It's much different than last week. It'd be great to see him make the adjustments, our team make the adjustments on the fly, and be able to go out there and compete at a high level. Is his Ease back to full load or are you going to hold off on We're going to increase him today and tomorrow we expect him to be full speed. So we'll see where he goes with that. But this guy, you know we're just kind of managing some loads with him right now. How beneficial is it to get that work against a foreign scheme practice? It's huge. It's huge. The one thing is when you practice against yourselves, you're obviously going on your install map out, and you're working very thoroughly on what you have to accomplish on all sides of the ball. Now, what happens sometimes, it can get a little predictable for your own team at times. You come out here today, the periods are unscripted. You know, we're moving on through it. They're going to make adjustments. We're going to make adjustments. The players are going to have different techniques. There's different reactions we're going to see from the players in general. So it's huge for us to get this work against other teams. How similar or dissimilar is your program and your practices to kind of what we're going to see here from Patriots? You, You may see a familiar layout. I mean, obviously some familiarity that everyone brings. You know, I can't stress enough that, again, I've learned something from every coach I've ever worked on or every system I've been in. So I've taken something for our program from everywhere I've ever been. And that starts with Jackie Sherrill going all the way through, you know, Coach Saban, Coach Belichick, Coach Sherrill, Coach Kroom, Coach Algio. So it's everyone I've ever worked for. I've taken something from it. Will the layout and format of practice look familiar? Yeah, it will look familiar in some regards. Some things will be different. Um, there's some familiar drills that we do. We'll actually do competitively against them today that you've seen us do in early parts of practice, part of our ramp-up, warm-up, and technique that we'll absolutely have the ap- opportunity today to kind of do more competitively against somebody different. So is this going to look identical or carbon copy? Absolutely not. Are there similarities from any coach who comes from a different program? Yeah, there's always something you can trace back and says that looks very familiar. What do you say the idea? And people look, they see, especially from a distance, they see the hard practices, the hard training camp. They say, oh, he's just another one of these Belichick guys. And fall into the stereotype there? Yeah, I can't control what people say. I do what I think is best to get our team ready for the season and make them safe individually to play. Joe, so what is uh, a healthy Kyle Rudolph? What can he do for Daniel? You know, we'll, have to wait, we'll have to wait and see. We haven't seen him on the field with Daniel. That would be unfair to make some kind of prediction or statement for him right now. I know he's working very hard. He obviously has a very accomplished resume. He's a good player. He brings a lot of value in situational football. He's a big target with good hands. You know what we'll to just wait until we see him and Daniel really working together in team situations. Joe, will your reps and how you doled them out be any different than what you did in Cleveland last week because you expect the quote-unquote first-teamers to play a lot more on Sunday night? Not totally, Art, but there are going to be some different groups that we blend together to see how the chemistry forms. We're still going to have to work everybody on the roster for the volume of the practice, make sure everyone gets work, but there's going to be certain drills we're going to prioritize, different personnel groupings against people that are going to play on the field as well. How much can guys that are fighting for roster spots help themselves these, uh, these next two days? Everyone needs to come out here every day and be, pro- be productive, every day. John Ross, Ellison Smith, will we see more from those guys? Um, no, no, they're going to stay with the trainers stay and ramp up pad uh, went out here any, I know it's not a trip down memory lane, right. but when you came out here, anything looked around and said, Yep, same, same. that's what I remember. I mean, look, it's, I don't really have time for nostalgia right now, to be honest with you. Obviously, there's a lot of players that I've coached for years that are on this team. There's a lot of familiarity with a lot of things. Right now, I'm really focused on getting our team improved and better. We're out here. If I start kind of trying to take a walk down memory lane, I'll forget about what's going on in the present. So i got to keep my focus narrow right there and understand what our team has to do. Take two more. If you got two more. people, how, how does that work? I haven't seen this morning. We talked on the phone at length throughout the last you know, few days leading up to this. We've talked continuously throughout the offseason mapping this out. I've talked with other coaches on their staff to make sure we're mapped out drill by drill. You know, Pat and Jason and TMAC have talked to their coordinators. Position coaches have talked across the ball. I'll uh, see Bill when he gets out here. And did you, are you going to have your uh, captains, your leaders, talk to their leaders again like you did? We've already kind of touched base and addressed it. Um, we're going to be okay. Can you guys evaluate – do you evaluate another team's players – off of these kind of practices? Like, is it an opportunity? Well, stop? the most important thing for us to do is evaluate our own players right now and understand what we're progressing to. Now, every time you play anybody, whether it's our own offense or our own defense or it's a foreign opponent in a game, a scrimmage, a practice, whoever it may be, you always have to have some kind of evaluation going on who you're playing against. You know, how is your player stacking up against whoever he's matched up on a one-on-one or a team-type situation? You know, and you can always go ahead and put a scale on, you know, the talent level, the ability level, where we are technique-wise. So, you're always evaluating everybody. That's just the reality of it. Every time I watch our game tape, I'm evaluating our 11 on the field. I'm also evaluating that against their 11 on the field. So, it'd be a lot to say you're not evaluating everybody, but right now our focus is on the New York Giants.